Welcome to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, Uncensored Free Speech Platform. You are listening to Ask the Jurist, hosted by Tisha Mocha. Every Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, PST, 10 a.m., CST, noon. Enjoy. Sinema Kasala Udin is a certified tribal jurist operating under the jurisdiction of the Aboriginal Republic of North America. He specializes in self-administered reparations for the so-called Negro in America. His indigenous law firm, Oslahun Khan, currently operates in Region 1 in conjunction with Dr. Powhatun Shiamaru Estates, specializing in indigenous nationality, tax law, corporate law, and personal injury law. For Aboriginal entrepreneurs looking to scale their businesses, they also offer business credit consulting. He also holds a master's degree in information technology and 12 information security certifications. Without further ado, please welcome your host, Sinemaka Sala Udin. Good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, peace. Assalamu alaikum. I, I just want to uh, come out and get started, we want to talk about um, financial flexibility with business credit. Um, I, my shows have been mainly about developing your business credit, nationality, and now and I want to uh, go further and tell you how this can benefit you. But before we go further, let's um, do a recap. The key to autonomy is nationalization. So the first step in anything that we do is that we need to get nationalized. And most of us on here are already nationalized. So people that we know and love, we need to help them get nationalized. That gives them autonomy and control over their lives. Once you're nationalized, we operate in commerce under our tribal EINs. So we need to develop business credit in our tribal EINs so that we can operate our businesses and our, our lives in commerce in that way and give ourselves some flexibility and not just be cash-based, because at times things come up that we might need more than that cash. So financial flexibility is the ability uh, when you have uh, against financial pressure in an unsuspected situation to seize a profitable, profitable opportunity. And this flexibility allows us quick responses in business, future stability, better focus, greater adaptability, and less volatility in our finances. So once you develop your business credit and you have established your uh, your lines of credit, you have your credit card, you and you're maintaining that and your budget's together and you have your business ideal, you've wrote out your business plan, you're executing that, you want to have that flexibility so you know how to move in this in this world. As in your personal life and in your business for us tribal uh, people who operate as nationals five good ways to optimize your tribal business with your business cre credit is to use your profits wisely and that goes back to budgeting we need to um formulate realistic budgets 
um, those entrepreneurs, you have um, a history that shows you what is your average monthly income. And you should be putting a certain amount of that away. And once you know that history, that gives you the ability to use your profits wisely because you can come up with a budget that helps you to maintain within that. And that goes to number two, which is developing a better budget. A lot of us write out our budget. I'm guilty of this at times. And then it looks good on paper, but we don't execute it. Once we write it out, we need to execute it and and do it the way we can't go off the lines. If we give ourselves a certain amount of money for ourselves, that's what we give ourselves. And that's what the budget stands for. We don't need to go into other things to uh, to take out it. We need to operate within that budget because that leads us to what our final goal is. We need to use strategic financing, learn how to develop. That's again, going back to developing business credit. So you're not using your um, personal credit. We want to do our operating comments under our business credit with no personal guarantee. We don't want to put that 14th Amendment name attached to anything that has to do with our tribal identity. So when we develop our business credit, we want it in a way that we don't have to have no personal guarantees. We want to diversify our streams of income. So once you develop your business credit and you have established your business, you want to look for other business opportunities. And that's why you want that financial flexibility. Maybe your brother or sister, you see them um, open up a startup or they have a new business and they might need some funding help. And, and they might want an investor. And, and you can do that for them and that allows you to help them, but also to help yourself. So you want to I mean, get diversify your streams of income. Uh, avoid crippling mistakes, big purchases that don't matter. Um, buying things that at that month you can afford, but it's not in the budget long term. And then after that, you also want to develop a strong credit foundation and a strong foundation in general. So what I do when I help people with business credit, I, I develop their business credit. I um, get all the lines that they need across all the agencies. They walk away with two or three business credit cards, the ability to have a line of credit and a gas card. But that's just your beginning. You should be able to take advantage of those things and to get higher limits, uh, more abilities to use more financing and to manage that. That's just the beginning. That 120 days I tell you that that process worked, that's your starting point. That's not where you end. You want to develop your business credit where you have multi-million dollars worth of business credit, not just what you start with. And a, a way to develop that and to get higher limits is now once you get that budget, you take those business credit cards and you always pay those credit cards in full and avoid interest. And a way to do that is to use those credit cards, one of them, as your uh, monthly bills. So for your business and your life. And you pay that, you put that on that credit card. But after each month, at the end, you pay that business credit card off for all the transactions that you made without going into the, through the money that you earned that month. As you progress and you do that each month, that business uh, entity will increase your limit. It will look better on your uh, profile, on your paydex, on your Duns and Bradstreet. It will look bad, great on those things. And that will give you more flexibility and more opportunity and more companies will start searching you out to offer you better uh, financing through your business credit.
also you get points. Use those points and, and those cashback rewards. Those are they're not a lot, but they they add up, and they'll help you also. And they'll help you with a uh, financial uh, flexibility, and you get higher credit limits, and you get uh, purchase protection. I'm gonna give you some um, information on like two great business credit cards that once that I send my people to. I normally don't tell which ones I do, but once I develop it, and we're at the end, two of the uh, great cards to get is to be with Brex and Divi. So. If I were you guys write that down, Brex and Divi, I would do some research on them. You don't want to apply for them right away until you're, uh, you're developed, but those are two great business credit card companies that you would want to deal with that are for new business credit people. The, the key to our financial autonomy and our nationalization is knowledge. And then as far as financial flexibility, it's the knowledge and the ability to invest having the financial flexibility to invest and knowing what to invest in. Ownership is tangible things that, that are important to us. We want to invest in business. I, I think that there's still options in here that are good for us to invest in stock and real estate. You always want to invest in real estate because even though that market goes up and down, it's tangible. Um, finally, I want to uh, go on and say that... Um, when you form your tribal business, I've already given you two good credit cards at the end, but I'm going to give you some information for the beginning. When you form your business, you get that tribal EIN and you get that, that tribal uh, business bank account at, at your bank. Those are the foundations. That EIN and that bank account are your foundations. Once you get that bank account, I tell all my clients in the beginning, you want to operate under that bank account. That that trust account that you create not only protects your finances from other people, liens, and other things like that, but it develops a um, business account that sees a history of how much money you're making so that when I send you to the right fintechs, you can get your line of credit and it can, and you can able to use it in a way that um, helps your business grow. And the other key is no personal guarantee. You don't want anything to do with that 14th Amendment name. You don't want to guarantee that against that. You want to just use it in your business, in your tribal identity. And two good startups for uh, no personal guarantee credit cards are also like Capital One and Bento, which is pretty much a debit card. But they do report to some of the uh, agencies. Um, that is the keys that I think in financial flexibility. I would like to open up the um, room to people in the audience to uh, open up a dialogue and have some questions. Uh, Cindy, you ready? Sure am. I have a question. I have a, I have a question. Uh, do you actually, uh, as far as like, um, a lot of people don't have financial literacy, are you able to help any of the members with any issues as far as that? Well, I am... Right now and at this moment, I'm developing a seminar that I'm going to do that's going to go over um, financial flexibility and um, how to build your business and um, how to use your business credit. So uh, once I have that seminar put out, it will be advertised and everyone who wants to sign up and take that course will be able to take it with me. I'm looking at a one to two hour um, session in which we go into details on those things. 
Awesome. And also, uh, I know you were talking about uh, real estate investments. Uh, how do you feel about cryptocurrency? Because that's like all the rave. Um, if you have a knowledge and understanding of it, and knowledge is also something that I um, talked about. You have to understand those things. There are a lot of people who are getting um, very wealthy on cryptocurrency. Go for it. it. It'll definitely help you, and it, it can it can actually create wealth faster. But it is a volatile industry, so you just have to be careful and make sure that when you decide to get in cryptocurrency, that you you have the knowledge to know um, what's good to invest in and what's not, and how it works and how it goes up and down. And also with the the Brex and Divi, if you could just like spell that so people know what to look up. Uh, Brex is B R. E-X, and Divi is D-I-V-I-Y. Awesome. Any questions, uh, family? Lavelle, I know you got a question. Come on. Peace, peace. Hey, man, you dropping some knowledge, man. This this is what we need on Clubhouse. <laughs> um, besides the rock. I mean, don't get me wrong. Entertainment is cool, but it needs to be a balance. Um, so I'm glad that you're doing your show. Thank you. Um, so Cindy took one of my questions I was going to ask you about cryptocurrency um, so I'll take it another way what is your thoughts on NFTs I, I'm not knowledgeable in NFTs so I don't have a um, an opinion on them yet I'm still researching them as far as myself I like to invest in other businesses I like tangible things I like real estate I like gold I like silver and so those are the things that I like to invest in I like to be able to put my hands on it because at mm-hmm. some point I think that this uh, the U.S. economy will die, and if you don't have gold or silver or real estate, um, you won't be able to operate. But that's my personal opinion on finance. Okay, so what is your thoughts on things like um, Vanguard? Um, well, you know, you you putting your money in and it's working for you, or four hundred one k stuff like that. I think that they're good and they're tools. All of these are tools. So it's cryptocurrency and you just have to have knowledge on each of these things. It's important to have those tangible things because you have to prepare for um, everything and you have to have a diversified portfolio. I don't have anything against the stock market. I, I do mess with the stock market, but the key is to diversify and to operate in your nationalization under your tribal identity that renders you tax exempt. That renders you where people can't put liens on you. So you want to operate in your identity and who you are, but you also want to have knowledge and do research and to um, invest in the right things. And like I said, I'm developing a seminar that we will start advertising and um, we, we will go step by step on how to operate in 2022 and going further. Okay, okay. Um, one more thing, because I don't want to take up the whole, you know, your whole time, because I can just oh, talk man. Go ahead, brother. I, so I hear you say, you know, um, tribal tax, right? Um, so how do you go about doing it? And also, how do you find your tribe? Like, how do you trace that? I would tell you, if, if you're not part of the Shiamu tribe, uh, Aboriginal Republic of North America, I'm a jurist. So you can reach out to me. I'll put my information up here at the end of the show. And um, we can nationalize you if you're not nationalized. We'll give you the process. Um give you information on what it is and then we can go from there all right thank you man and i'm gonna continue listening all right peace guys
I got a question for you too as well, bro. Go ahead. I hear that um because I have my tribal business and I still have my um my personal email connected to my business. Um, do you have any recommendations on which email sites I should go to to try to register a different email outside of Yahoo, Gmail, and that type of stuff? I, I would get a virtual office for yourself, and I would. All, I know you have a physical office. You know, even just uh, Gmail has a business portion of their um, website that you can personalize, where it could be, you know, something that drpalan.com and you you just want to have that but you need that virtual office you need that um that website that you already have all those things but you can use your 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 regular address i don't want to take that away but all those things help you to develop that business credit and to get that uh financial flexibility so if i were you i wouldn't use my personal email because then you're getting your personal things coming in and your business. And sometimes you can ignore one or the other when you got so many things coming in. I know you're a busy man, so I, I would definitely separate that. I would just go to Gmail and to there and get a business account. Okay. And then one more thing. Um, when when you mean virtual office, do you mean like a 1-800 number besides my uh, cell phone number? No, I'm talking about a virtual mailing address. P.O. Nope. boxes are not good for a uh, business credit. Okay, so P.O. boxes are good. Okay, okay. All right, gratitude. All right, peace, God. Peace, God. Joe, are you ready? Yes, peace, family. Um, peace. So I am currently in the process of nationalizing, and um, I previously, you know, had a business um, prior to, you know, becoming, um, getting in Arna, and so I have a lot of questions from just entrepreneurial friends. So of course, you know, I'm in the process of, um, you know, reaching out to you as well to go through your program. Um, so I've been getting a lot of questions as far as whether or not a person should have a business that they have already started and that's what they should come to you with, or if they, you know, if they need like a business plan or already have a business that they previously been running prior to, or if it's something that they can just apply for and then possibly seek a business venture that they've been wanting to try, or is that a higher risk because it's a credit and it has to be paid back, you know, within a timely manner. So therefore you already have to have some sort of income coming in to pay it back. Um, I guess if maybe you can elaborate on that a little bit more, because I know that that question has kind of, like I said, been coming up, you know, how that works with the business credit and needing either something that's already, you know, bringing in income or revenue to pay back whatever it is that you use, borrow or, or, you know, utilize, I guess, with the credit. So I would say that the key that they have to understand what you are already on the verge of doing is nationalizing. So once you nationalize and and you become a higher class citizen and you're operating commerce tax exempt, you're operating, like I said, under that tribal EIN that's created by your jurist. And that's where the business credit should be developed from that identity. Once you're developing that business credit of that identity, if you have a current business, 
you can use that business by putting, uh, creating an irrevocable trust between your tribal identity and that business so that that business can render a tax exempt. However, you do want to develop your business credit under your tribal EIN because that identity is what is tax exempt. And as far as having a cash flow and, and things like that to invest in your business, that comes along with your budget, knowing what money you do have coming in. But it costs to develop business credit, but business credit is not based off of um, your basically, except for your lines of credit, it's not really based off of income. It's based off of how many lines you have on, how quickly you paid off bills and things like that. And I have a um, step-by-step procedure that gets the right lines on your uh, tribal EIN that creates that profile for you. So we build that profile together and then that creates the business credit that you need and you move forward to that, but you have to be knowledgeable and know your budget and move forward that way. Did that answer your question? Uh, yes, for the most piece. And like I said, I'll be getting with you, you know, personally um, for further details, but I do know, like I said, that was something that just kind of came up as far as whether or not you already needed. And like you said, I guess you have to have that budget and be conscious, you know, be aware of what it is that you're spending and using that credit for so that you're able to, you know, pay that back in a timely manner so that it doesn't capitalize interest and all that, the additional things. Budget and knowledge. Those are keys. Um, Naima, do you have a question? Yeah, peace, family. Peace. So I just wanted to know um, when you're operating with your trust, whether that's for personal expenses or for your business, do you have to go through a full name change process in order for you to fully remove your 14th Amendment name so that you can build that credit through that tribal name? Or can you still not have that name fully changed over? No, you don't have to have the name fully changed because if you look at your um, IRS paper, it says your tribal name and normally has the word estate written behind it. And then it has the word TTE, which is the person who's in charge of it. And that would have prop most likely because you were nationalized at the time is your government name. And uh, there's an old saying, own nothing but control everything. You, your 14th Amendment name, do not own any of this, but you're in control of it because all your documentation says that you are your tribal name and that you are in charge of that estate. So for some people, it's better to be uh, change their name fully to operate and business fully and then some people who come into Arna that um, hinders them in certain things that they had already done so that doesn't benefit them but you're protected in both ways okay and then a follow up if you start your business credit and then you do officially change your name do you have to do any extra paperwork later on if you change your name in the middle of that process Uh, no because you have your documentation that proves that you changed your name so you don't have to, but you can. It just depends on how you want to operate. But you have the ability, you have the ability to control your own destiny, and and that's the point I'm getting at. Um, you can keep your name the way you want it in your business because it's already developed, or you can go through the process of saying, "Hey, this is my name change," and go through the different entities that we've created your business with, and just change that name, and and it won't affect you either way. Okay, cool. Thank you. Any more questions? Brother Kim? Peace, family. Um, just want to, you know, um, get, a, get a little more insight on what you mentioned. 
I currently have a um a LLC and I wasn't sure if I wanted to, you know, completely do away with it or somehow have it work in conjunction with my new tribal business that's the, you know, that's being set up. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't sure which way to go with that, you know. Um is it is it does it make sense to work in conjunction with that or just do away with it and start fresh? Like I just a little clarity on that and what direction to go. What year did you start your LLC? Uh, I want to say 2019. Okay. So you want to put that LLC under your tribal identity to render it tax exempt. However, you can also use that LLC under your tribal identity for your business credit because it's a seasoned LLC. So when you have a seasoned business, a seasoned S Corp or any other thing, it also helps in, in developing your business credit because it's been around a while. Sometimes certain creditors say, hey, you had to be in business this amount of time. You got mm-hmm. three years with that LLC. So mm-hmm. to give you greater limits compared to someone who doesn't have anything at all. But you do want to put it under your tribal identity. Cool. So I'll just, I'll, I'll talk with you offline and, you know, see what the steps are to make that happen. All right. Peace, God. Peace, God. Thanks, Brother man. Jay. Peace, God. Peace. Yeah, sorry. My son is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I have a quick question. Uh, so I've been in a, a business credit program for a four year uh, for my 14th Amendment business. Um, but I, d- I have noticed some things um, per- per- pertaining to uh, the tier one, uh, tier one uh, credit uh, net 30 accounts. It's very challenging finding merchants that report to all three being the Dun and Bradstreet the business Experian and business Equifax. And then once you do locate uh, some merchants, it can be challenging if you are uh, like either a company that produces either products or services. I know they have a quite amount of uh, industrial accounts on there that really, I really don't have a use for. I was able to secure a fleet car. What recommendations do you have for uh, piling on enough uh, accounts to get you from tier one to tier two, but not like just wasting money just to get an account. You want to actually, uh, you know, purchase services or products from merchants that you can actually use. You want to, you want to add accounts, you want to build your business credit, but you also want to make sure that you're actually using the products and services from these merchants. Like how do you navigate that? So, when I develop people business credits, I've come up with a, a strategic way of certain net 30s that I have um, done research on that through when I'm done, you'll have about 20 lines on there. But I try to get a good between tier one and tier two, a good 10 net 30s. And that is a I'm going to be honest with you. You're not really going to get a product that you really want out of that. However, the end serves the means. So the key is that when what I do, and I've talked to you, me and you talk often, is that I go through certain net 30 so that when your overall profile through the um, different reporting agencies have a certain amount of net 30s, a certain amount of open line of credits that show, and that the combination gives you your business credit. And so there's just certain ones through research and that when I do business credit for people, that I tell them, hey, follow this. These are the ones you want to do. 
not all net 30s are created equal. And, you know, me and you can have a conversation and we can go through and, and get the rest of those net 30s too. I think I've given you some, but we can get the rest of them too. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Peace, God. A question I wanted to ask you because people are so afraid of the word business, right? It's like the boogeyman. Uh, are you able to help walk through, walk someone through the EIN process, trademarking, uh, copywriting? Do you do that? So, um, as a jurist, I, I when you nationalize, I do help people get their um, tribal EIN. So yes, I do. I can help you with that. I. And then through my business credit program, I help you develop your profile and help you all the way through. I have a 120 day process in which when we're done, you are um, yeah, 15 to 20 lines across all the credit agencies through a strategic um, application of net 30s, um, um, lines of credit and then um, gas cards and things like that. That at the, at the end, if you follow the directions properly, you'll have two or three good credit cards at twenty fifteen dollars to $20,000 limits. And then you'll be able to get a line of credit up to $150,000 using FinTechs. And the uh, your tribal um, bank account on how much income shows you how much you're going to get through those FinTechs. So I have a program, and uh, most people know about it, and I advertise it all the time to get people to a... Um, where they need to be because in Arna we operate in commerce under our tribal EIN and if you have an EIN it's pretty much a uh, business and so you want to operate in that business credit so that when you're operating under that tribal EIN you have all the power to operate the way you want to create your autonomy to have financial flexibility and to eventually even purchase your house under your business credit. Okay thank you. Now also what is the best testimony you've ever gotten from a client? Um, I, I have to get some and, and um, let you know. I don't. I most people that I work with say that I'm um, hands on. I think Jay Ali would testimony to that. And um, if I make a mistake, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm, I'm very much about my word, and and I produce. And the best testimony would be mine. I, my business credit. I operate under my business credit. I have a house in California under my business credit. I have my own S corp that has. Um, a great amount of flexibility that I can use without going into detail. So that would be where I would say. And if you could just tell folks where to find you, if I wanted to find you, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to, I need this information. How do, how do we find you? Uh, you can find me at tshamoka at yahoo.com. That's T-S-C-E-N-A-C-O-M-M-A-C-A-H at yahoo.com. You can find me at Tishamoka underscore law underscore firm on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Tishamoka uh, Salahuddin on Facebook. And my phone is always open. My number is area code 202-820-0344. I'm very personal, so I like phone calls. I like talking to people. Before we go, do we have any last questions? Dr. Pilon, did you want to say something? Um, I'm good. I did want to ask, uh, um, is there a specific virtual office should I go through or is it just fine to uh, deal with whoever comes up on a Google search? No, I wouldn't say go through the Google search. I'm actually going to put somebody on the spot here. Uh, I would tell you to contact Jay Ali. He's actually uh, done a lot of research on that and he would be able oh. to help you. 
Okay, yeah, I'll hit him later then. Gratitude. All right, peace. All right, uh, thank you everyone for coming out to the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, if you want to contact me, my number is 202-820-0344. That's for nationalization, development, business credit, or if you just have any questions to start you to get to where you're trying to go. Um, you can also uh, find me on Tishamoka underscore law underscore firm on Instagram and Tishamoka Salahuddin on Facebook. And you can see a lot of things I post on there that that's normally about business credit and things like that, nationalization. Fabian has showed up. Fabian, did you have something oh, to say quickly? I was just, because uh, I am with the IPA and I was curious as to like what would be the major differences when it comes to you know, establishing new business and credit and all that, uh, if there are any. As long as you have a tribal EIN, you can operate under business credit. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I was just curious about that. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Peace. Peace. I think, I think we, we you, you got, it was a hot chill today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is Ask the Juris. You can listen on thewakeupradio.com, replays on otwtube.com, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. It's on everything. So you can't miss it. Thank you. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diang. Cindy Ashman On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie, they do not fulfill that promise, they never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Your body to move won't stop till we shake the room. Yeah, just get your body to move. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Let on the wake up play won't stop till they hear what we say. Yeah, let on the wake up play. Why do I need to? Why do I need to? Just get your body to move won't stop till we shake the room. Yeah, just how to sign up for OTWT. Type in OTWTube in your browser. It will bring up the home page. Then you click the little man with the plus sign to open up an account. Use your best email, select a username, and then enter a good secure password. Now you're at the home page. Click the key to log in to your account using your password with your username now search in the search bar for otw2 which is the page we're going to subscribe to click 
subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.